0: The St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. What a team! What a ride! The Cardinals
1: are world champs in 2011. It's the Lou Sports Talk podcast. The boys are back in town. Welcome back to the Loose Sports Talk Podcast. Season two is here and we are ready to go. We have plenty to discuss today. It has been a while since we have had the chance to cover our Redbirds. And you know what? That's exactly what we're going to do today. Before that, though, I got to check in on my boys. That's Brandon Big Poppy Gallegos. yo. yo. That's TJ Williamson. Hey, guys. I'm Ethan Hannaford.
2: Boys, how are we doing? Yo, we're back. Excited.
0: Excited is an understatement. More.
2: Understatement. It's either chilly in here or I'm nervous. <laughs> Wait, what? Baked. Wait a second. <laughs>
0: Shoot. Can, we, can we start it, it back? Yeah.
2: <laughs> can we start it over again? Is this how season two is going to go? Season oh, yeah, yeah. number two, as you said, Brandon
1: is here, ready to go, excited for it. Plenty of things that we're going to be discussing. New things coming this upcoming season. Um, a lot to preview, but today it feels like almost we have to play a little bit of catch-up for what yeah, we missed in our time in our in-between seasons here, and that's kind of what we're going to do today. A lot to going on with the Cardinals. Maybe, did anyone ever think that maybe because we stopped recording, they started getting hot?
0: I don't uh, like to think like that. <laughs> I don't like to think like that.
2: Look, I don't know, but all I know is the Redbirds are red-hot- they're sizzling. They're cooking. It is fun to be at the ballpark. It's fun to be a Cardinals fan right now. 25 and 8 since the deadline.
1: You said it right there. 25 and 8. How the heck did we get here? That's what we're going to be talking about today. What are the big things that are working right now for the Cardinals? What are the big things that have caused this huge change that has put them, surged them really, into the top yep. five in baseball, arguably, top five teams in baseball? First thing I think that we have to touch on, and this almost this happened. Our last episode, we were previewing (laughs) trades that we thought were going to happen. Boy, was
2: I wrong. (laughs) Was Juan Soto a long time ago. Wow. And Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas. Goodness shooting guys for real. No kidding. Seven point four three ERA. On the opposite
1: end of the spectrum, Jordan Montgomery, who the Cardinals did acquire, has been the has been called the best acquisition at the deadline.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the start of the trade, it was Harrison Bader was the fan favorite. But, I mean. i th- out
1: with those curly locks. Oh,
2: man. Mm. He had some lettuce on him. But, <laughs> I tell you what. Getting Montgomery, he has been lights out. 5-0, 1.47 ERA. He has looked good. He's been our go-to guy. Who would have thought? We're sitting here in September, and I want Montgomery on the bump for game two of the postseason.
1: Well, I think that the idea as well was the Cardinals knew that they needed to add a top three pitcher but I think the question was where are you going to do that where with it being realistic for what you're giving up and the Cardinals found a way to to make it realistic and for it to be a trade very much so in their favor well we had
2: no idea that he was even on the block the Yankees are I mean second in the AL they're reeling right now since the deadline actually falling apart really badly they only have a four game lead in the AL East but we didn't even know he was available so when this trade happened it was it was really out of nowhere
0: I mean, if you look at a Frankie Montas came from a small market going to a big market, it's almost as if he doesn't have the stuff to do it in a big market. Whereas Montgomery is maybe a lesser known guy in in Yankee Stadium, but he's coming to St. Louis as the kind of big dog. So he kind of already had that on the top guy mentality, and that's what we needed.
2: Yeah,
1: It's been a lot of fun to watch Jordan Montgomery he's so far. He's been dominant. And going back to what I think the biggest moment that stood out for me was the Maddox he threw against the Cubs a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Went... Complete game, one hit shutout, under 100 pitches. That is what a Maddox is for those that don't happen. If you don't have, no, it's okay because it doesn't really happen much yeah. anymore. It's extremely impressive. And I tell you what, I think the most impressive part in that is that he has talked about how much confidence Yachty has added um, when he's behind the plate. Um, that that right there tells your, your impact that Yachty has, even if he's not hitting right now. Um, but as well as that too, um, talked about how he's using the fastball more than ever. Um, and it's more, it's a more dangerous pitch than ever. Uh, so it's been really cool to see how he has been able to improve, um, as well since joining the Cardinals, um, going to a better ballpark for pitchers in Bush stadium, um, so yeah, Jordan Montgomery has been phenomenal. Um, Jose Quintana has been a solid back end piece, which is what you needed. Not, I just, I do need to put this out there. Um, in our last episode, I did, uh, my, my prediction was that we were going to go after Jose Quintana. Do you guys remember who I said we were going to offer up?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, I,
1: I said Johan Oviedo. Oh uh, yeah. So this is where you tell me I was right. I don't know what to say.
2: You were, you were <laughs>
1: close.
0: Yeah. I will say, Brandon and I were definitely dogging on you after the episode. We we're like, these moves are so pro Cardinal. There's no way these are going to happen, and sure enough,
1: one of them happened. We were ha- I was happy about that. My okay.
2: pride, my pride grew a little bit.
0: Yeah, but ours were wrong.
1: Just wrong. it's
2: okay. <laughs> it's okay. He, he, I will say, he's been the perfect back back of the rotation. Yes, he, he, he really has.
1: Um, JoJo Romero, also another one, has only thrown six innings since we acquired him, but didn't give up much for him. And we needed bullpen help, and so far yeah. he's been able, he's been solid in the bullpen. So you look at those three pieces, and you we went from. The pitching is the weakest part of this team, yeah. and now it is, I think, almost just as much of a strength as you could argue the offense as yeah. a whole. So it's been great to to watch the pitching really grow and look consistent, provide a lot more peace to Cardinals fans.
2: Would you guys agree? Yeah, and, T- and TJ can breathe again. He's been I saying can. this since day one.
0: I'm so glad. This is that, true. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got pitching help because that was the whole thing. Right was. If we stay with our normal rotation, what we have now, we're not going to be able to make it big. Right and now we can. So I'm really excited for that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, 100%. you know, continuing on with pitching, you know, you, you have to talk about the return that Jack Flaherty just made a couple of days ago. Oh on boy. Monday, Flaherty <laughs> returning back to the big leagues, five innings, one run ball, allowed six hits, and only walked one. I think that may have been the most impressive part to me, is that the the accuracy was there, the velocity was Close to back where we've seen it in the past from Jay Flair. I really—overall, you know, was it peak Jack Flaherty? No. But was it a huge step in the right direction? I believe so.
0: I would agree. I think I've given Jack Flaherty a lot of hard time, but because we have extra pitching help, we don't need Flaherty to be our ace. Like, he can, he can afford to take his time getting back and not have to pitch nine innings right off the bat, so— I'm really excited to see. I don't what think happens. we're going to see him pitch
1: nine innings anyway. Hopefully not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, his arm would probably fall off. But
2: at this
1: point, you're probably right, TJ. <laughs>
2: Honestly, his start wasn't bad. He was throwing strikes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got hit around. He got hit around. I believe his fourth inning. He got hit around. Had right. a double, ground rule double, triple. Right. That O'Neill. Full-scale dove. I mean, he belly flopped in center field over. Swan it. dive out here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I mean, he pitched good. He was hitting 93, 94 on the gun. That's what we want. I mean, like you said, TJ, he's going to come in and, I mean, is you know we're going to discuss it if he's going to start in the postseason or not, but we, we really don't need him to be the one or two right now. We don't which and, is and rare. We needed him even, too early. Not right. even, a, but
1: that, not but even that's, three. Not but even that's, three. That's huge, like you said, TJ, that we don't need him to be that yeah. because it, it takes pressure off of him of having to come back. Every time that he has been you know, set up for return, it has been Jack Flaherty. We need him back to be one of the top two in our yeah. rotation. And because the top end of the rotation has been so good, he can come back and not have this extra pressure that I need to be this. No, Jack Flaherty just needs to go out there and be Jack Flaherty and pound the strike zone. Hit, make guys swing and miss with the slider and the cutter action because you know, we know that's what he's deadly with we know that's what he's so dangerous th- at throwing is that slider when he's on is one of the best in baseball yeah. the velocity needs to be there and these are all things that to a certain extent you know compared to at the beginning of the season were most definitely there early in the season i think he threw a what maybe three innings max? He did not throw a and, lot of innings, no. and he didn't look good. The velocity was ninety low nineties. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was completely different. Jack Flaherty. I really like what we saw so far in this uh, in this first adding. So you kind of you kind of touched on it there, yep. Brandon, about the you know the postseason starter. What is the role for this for Jack Flaherty? Where where kind of does that fit right now? Where do you see him in the rotation? You know if and when the Cardinals do get to the postseason.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not jumping on to him to be a, our new ace, to be our one or two pitcher, but he was, right now, because he doesn't have the velocity, he was working the plate inside, inside and inside and low, outside and away. I mean, just, he was working the plate. His slider didn't have the same movement on it in this start, so after one start, I would say he's not in our postseason rotation after looking at him from one start. Now, it, I would say after, you know, maybe two or three starts he's continuing to look like this I'm maybe considering it but right now he's not my postseason starter
0: yeah I was gonna say if we if we're viewing it with cardinal optimism that we typically at least I haven't had but most Cardinals fans seem to have about um the Cardinals pitching in general I think that he will end up being in the postseason lineup really but I don't think I don't think Quintana has enough I don't know I think he's a veteran presence that'd be really good for us I just think Flaherty has more it and so if – again, this is a big if. Yeah. If we can get Flaherty back to his original form or something close to it, even like 75% of old Jack Flaherty, I think he's good enough to be our four in the playoffs.
2: problem is it's September. He's not going to get back to that.
0: You don't think so? No, I I, I mean – Well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I am meant October. Oh, okay. Like by October, I, I'm That's thinking only what That's still a month.
2: I, I think Quintana is a ground ball guy. He pitches to contact, which is what you want in the postseason. You want quick work, quick innings. And I don't know. I think he's a guy that, he's not going to be as flashy, but he's going to eat up more innings, in my opinion.
0: Maybe maybe it's just me wanting, not validation, but maybe it's me just wanting to. <laughs> Grasping? Uh, like every no. other Cardinals
2: <laughs> fan wanting him?
0: I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It'd be more fun if Flaherty were in the playoffs. I'll say that.
2: Oh, 100%. He'll
1: be a part of the, whether it's the bullpen or the rotation. Oh, he'll yes. be a part of oh, the roster. He absolutely. He's on the 40. Send him to Triple A. Nice.
2: We got to go to Hudson to do that too. (laughs) Okay,
1: so Jack Flaherty at this point is set to most likely get, you know, assuming everything goes well, get four to five more starts. Right now, I think I would agree with Brandon that after one start, you can't look at one start and say, "Yeah, he's in my playoff rotation." They're going to be evaluating this up until probably the last week of or the last two weeks of the season, because eventually you're going to set up those last couple of starts to kind of form out how you want your. Especially
2: with such a big lead over Milwaukee. Exactly. You're in games up Exactly. At this
1: point. So it'll probably be what I would assume will be at home for, you know, a, barring a major collapse, we will be at home for game one, two, three of the wild card series. Easy. Okay. <laughs> Wainwright at home, right. always dominant. Yeah. Especially more in the playoffs. Yep. Mikey. And then it'll be Michaelis Montgomery. I'd rather have Michaelis for game two. That way, you know, I feel more confident in Montgomery for a game three situation. And then you set it up. If Flaherty is to able to continue having some success, um, similar to what we saw today, I would prefer to see some things improve in order for me to really feel cemented for that, um, for that four spot. But that would yeah. set him up for game one of a National League Division Series. I like that a lot. If I'm getting a version of Jack Flaherty that we have seen in the past, uh, whether it be the start of the 2021 season, probably something similar to that, right? If we're able to see that, I feel really good about that four spot. Better than I do about Jose Quintana. I would still right now say that Quintana – Gets your start for now yeah. because I need to see more. Now I've seen it in one start. I need to see continued success, continued repetitions, showing that Jack Flaherty can pitch in that spot before I, I'm willing to just give that spot to yeah, him.
2: Yeah, and, and for the the casual baseball fan who's out there saying, well, he got hit around a couple innings. Well, you got to look at it. At, I mean, he's been coming back all season long. <laughs> he was working the plate. His pitches had some movement. His slider didn't have as much movement, but his fastball, when he's on, his fastball ninety-five miles an hour. It comes in. It's it. it comes in on the in on the righties, and it goes outside on the lefties. I, oh, similar to a two seam. I don't know if he throws a two seam, Ethan. I'm, I think it's a two seamer uh, he's throwing. Either sure. way, he's I'm got some sure. movement on his fastball, and that's what I liked about it. I, I'm not going to say that on paper it just looked like a phenomenal start, but his pitches looked good. They had movement.
0: Yeah. So to summarize, Flaherty. Would be ideal if he could come back and be the flare we want him to be. But for now, if the playoffs started today, Quintana would be our four.
2: Oh, Quintana's our guy. I would agree. Jose, yeah. Jose, Jose, Jose. Hey. 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 Jose, Jose. Hey.
1: You guys done yet? Yeah. No, we're okay. done. Yeah. Um his next projected start is Saturday against the Pirates. Um, so it'll also be interesting too. So it's the, a lot of this Cardinal schedule to the end of the year is not very strong. <laughs> it's awful. So, <laughs> he, gonna, he, goes the the <laughs> he goes through the nationals 22 times. He goes through the Nationals to the Pirates. It'll be interesting. I'm not entirely sure who else he's set up to face, but you could also keep that in mind too, as you're One going from facing not very good lineups to all of a sudden facing playoff lineups. Yeah, That'll be something of, to keep in mind as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, are we ready to move on to Daddy Albert? Oh yeah. Papa. Let's move Zaddy. on. All right. Oh, guys, what the heck is going on? Oh, what is going on? Are we on? dreaming? We Wake went me from up. the beginning <laughs> of the start of this show to Brandon saying, why would we why would we sign Albert Pujols Stop to it. now the man no. is five home runs away we from seven hundred. He's batting three seventy against lefties. Holy cow. He has sixteen home runs this year. What is happening? What is happening? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was <Got> wrong. <laughs> Again, part two. This man, man thinks he's the Tom Brady of baseball. 42 years old. He's out there with a cane hitting him. Brandon, run through these stat lines against lefties. <laughs> run through this. 370 batting average. 16 home runs. No, no, no. 12 home runs against lefties. 12, oh, against lefties. My fault. 12 home runs against lefties. 28 RBIs. 1,000 OPS. <laughs> no, no, no. A 1,200 1, OPS. 1,200 OPS. That is the second, second best. best. In the league. Second best in
1: baseball behind Aaron Judge, who is on pace, on pace to break
2: the American League record for home runs in a single season. Who and Howard is only behind him. He, he's ridiculous. Even when he's getting out right now, he's, stri- he's, he's hitting, hitting the, the ball. ball so hard. <laughs> he's hitting the ball so hard. Every time he's up to bat. Hardest there was a realistic do, 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 do. chance every time he's at the plate for him to hit a home run. <laughs> it's
1: nuts. <laughs> it is unbelievable. He is he is prime time Albert right now against lefties. Yeah, this is what Albert did his entire career, except on both times, both sides of the plate. Basically, yeah, he's doing it just against lefties now.
2: He's just playing. He's playing differently too. I mean, he played first base uh, on uh, last week. He played first base. Goalie set out. He blood, had a Labor diving Day. stop a two diving days ago stop. at first base. <laughs> Uh, full give scale Give him the gold glove. Give him, him the platinum. <laughs> to, I mean, the dude's—he's pushing fifty. It's ridiculous. It's—it's it's awesome. No, it—it it truly is historic. Correct me.
0: I mean, guys, has he been doing this to any degree while he was on teams that weren't the Cardinals?
1: Last year, he had solid numbers against lefties enough to where people would discuss and say it's worth bringing this yeah. guy in as a DH against lefties, but. Overall, Albert's play had just deteriorated a lot towards the end of his time in Anaheim.
2: He dealt with that ankle, he had a heel issue. It was back to back to back seasons of nagging injuries, too, that also just that's what it led him to be a full-time DH was right. those injuries. Exactly. Right. So
1: yeah, it's a kind of a it's kind of a tough. It's it, it is hard to kind of look at where it was and how what exactly happened for that transition, but you have to believe that. A huge part of it was returning to St. Louis and and his role with the team and yeah. uh, something igniting in that dude against lefties specifically has yeah. been has been crazy. But, well. but that has been a continued improvement here for the last couple of years. It's not just like oh Albert just came out of nowhere and just started raking lefties. Right. It was, I th- maybe it was the Cardinals really found the perfect the found the perfect role for him. Um, so I, against specifically lefties. So I don't know. Like I said earlier, he's five away from seven hundred. Yeah. yeah. He, we're at an interesting point in the season, boys, where the Cards, as of today, when we're recording, have an eight-and-a-half game lead in the division. Who would have thought that would have happened at any point this I year? Didn't. Who'd have, <laughs> me. Who'd I didn't. Who would have thought not. that the Brewers would have traded Josh Hader? Actually, you would, know what I did? That he would have an ERA of seven. How about that? You lost me. Okay. <laughs> One, does Albert reach 700? Two, do the Cardinals start him every day at this point Does he become the everyday designated hitter in order to reach that?
0: As far as I'm concerned, with the lead we have on Milwaukee, we start Albert Pujols every second of the day. I am not joking. This is what I've been rooting for since the beginning of the season is Albert get to 700, and by golly, if it's my team, forget the playoffs. I'm going for 700. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding about forgetting about the playoffs, but... Obviously we Brandon, want Brandon, Albert Oh my to make god, history. Brandon just
2: jumped across the table. <laughs> Get off of him. Get off of him. <laughs> well, I, I don't, you're probably anti uh, pitch clocks too, aren't you? You traditional baseball fan. What? No, <laughs> it's the team first. It's the team first, okay? Yeah. And Albert wouldn't want it any other way. So, how about you, Brandon? What if Albert Do you start Albert every day? Oh, oh I put him out every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. After all of Eight that. Eight and a half game lead. Come on. Okay. Put him out there. I'm going <laughs> to play bad guy here, guys. Don't. Okay. Stop. I of all am, I'm going to play bad guy Put here. your stats away. Listen to me.
1: The larger that this division lead grows, the better chance, you're right, there is that this happens. But I don't think that he is going to be that everyday guy. To a certain, Do I think they could grow a little bit? Yes. But what percentage of games would you say Albert's starting in right now?
2: Is it fifty? I would say I would say fifty sixty percent. I would say 50 it's fifty, plus.
1: which is which is already more because there's no way that it's a fifty fifty split between the amount of lefty and righty starters. Right, no. So he's already starting more than the you know expected amount for only facing lefties. Right? There's like I said, there's a lot of baseball to be played. There's a lot crazier things that have happened in baseball than overcoming an eight and a half game lead, aka 2011. The Cardinals are not only trying to maintain a lead right now above Milwaukee. They're chasing someone. They're chasing, and if they aren't, if this isn't the mindset, then there's a major problem. They're chasing the NL East team right now, which right now the Mets and the Braves are tied for, and they're five games ahead, I believe, of the Redbirds right now. That two seed gets a bye in the first round of the playoffs, an automatic bid to the NLDS. If I'm the Cardinals right now, I'm doing everything I can to reach that. Now, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But is playing Albert every day, this year he's batting, I believe, 170.
2: 191.
1: 190, sorry, against right-handed pitching. That's not good. That's really bad. That's 42-year-old Albert. (laughs) 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 We're being honest. That's Anaheim Angel Albert.
2: Hey, you be nice.
1: Okay, my -hmm. point is, is that I don't think that when you put him out there against righties, You are doing the best for your ball club to win every single game. I think Albert is much more dangerous off the bench against a lefty when you have a choice of when to use him. And also, you're controlling how the opponent uses their bullpen, right? Then putting him out there against a righty starter and him going 0 for 4, a couple Ks. Not saying he can't have a little bit of success, but... The numbers aren't there this year in any form okay. against lefties. So, or sorry, against righties.
2: So, so then your argument is you need Dickerson out there when the righties on the mound.
1: Dickerson's hitting well, and you're still chasing something. Since you're not when? the
2: one seat. D- Dickerson's been in, been hitting well for a month, two months, month and a half. Sure, month and a half. He's batting, you were wanting
1: him DFA earlier. So in the right, year. and he has proven me wrong. Good for him. He's batting three hundred. Wow. He's even proving, he's, wrong batting 300, he's batting three hundred. He's batting three hundred against righties this year. Batting 285 overall, 280 overall.
2: Yeah, 283.
0: You, okay, Ethan. He's do doing you, the job. Ethan, do you think that Pujols can get to 700 while playing 60% of the games?
1: If he has been doing he's hitting. In, I saw a stat. That's in, what I care about. I saw, stat the other, <laughs> I saw a stat the other day that said that in the – I think it was at the 30 games left in the season point where it yeah. said that Albert needs five home runs or six home runs, whatever it was at the time, in the last the 30 games, 31 games. In the last 30 before that, he had hit nine. So, yes, it can be accomplished, I think. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. But I'm going for a two-seat. And Albert would say the same thing. Albert would say, well, do what's he best better. for the ball club. Yeah, he,
2: he, of course. He would say that to but the media. player's going to want to play.
1: Absolutely. But do you think that Albert, <laughs> that this, is, this, this kind of becomes difficult, right? Does <laughs> Albert look at his stats and say, I'm not hitting the righties well. Do what's best for the Absolutely team. Absolutely not. You don't think so? No.
2: That's no, a put fair me p- in the box. So
1: that's a fair point. That is a fair point. But I still think that if one the one thing we do know is that Albert Pujols isn't the manager. Oliver is the manager. And as we're going to talk about, as we have talked about, Ollie likes to play the splits. He and does. the splits yep. have worked well, especially in the second half. I don't, do I, could I see the starts growing? Yes. I don't think Albert's your everyday DH at this point. It's not what's best for the team in my opinion. Mm-hmm. that's just my thought
2: I, I hear you it's just it's hard it's hard because for five months of the season Dickerson was a uh, a pain in my side every time I saw him in the lineup my stomach like started two to weeks hurt.
1: ago he broke the rookie at ten straight
2: hits i, a, I that that broke I a hear cardinal you. record i I hear 10 straight hits. I want to see a different record broken, Ethan. I don't care about 10 hits. I don't care about 10 hits. You care
0: about 700 runs. Uh,
2: he. Here's the thing that Home bothers runs, me TJ. about. Here's the okay. thing. Here, here's my thought. and here I'm going to be honest with you. Right now the stats are backing you up. I would agree with you on that. Here's my thought. The eye test is saying Puglis is hitting the ball harder. He's hitting the ball better. Against righties. Even against righties, I would. He went the opposite way the against stats, righties
1: on Monday. I don't think the stats back it, man.
2: I would. I would say this. I would say this. Dickerson is boomer bust either way. He's got. He's got forty three strikeouts on the year. Okay, and we're talking just over two hundred at bats. So, a fourth of the, a fourth. How many twenty five percent of the time he's striking out? How many of those
1: were before after coming up after coming back from injury? Well, there's no, there's if probably we not a stat made more money, that. I'd be able to look up that. That's scale. a fair point.
2: That's a fair
0: point. <laughs> I will say this: teams with high amounts of momentum, like the Cardinals, it's almost sometimes a negative thing to give them a first-round buy. So that's a I, good point. I am not going to say. I'm point. not going to say shoot for the stars. I'm not going to say don't shoot for the stars. I'm going to say if pools get 700 runs and we play in the wild card round, I don't see it as a huge negative.
2: I also I, think that's, the, a, strength, that's a good point. Strength of schedule is a huge point. Who do we have left that are winning teams? San Diego. The LA, Dodgers. The Doyers. Mm-hmm.
1: I think the Brew Crew one and more time. And the Brew Crew one more
2: time, which that's fine. They're That, sip is, that ship is And sinking. then
1: besides yeah. that, do you know who we play? Who? Pittsburgh, eight, eight times. Cincinnati, five times. Mm. And then the Nationals, two more times.
0: Ethan's got a little
1: Cardinals magnet <gasps> that he's looking at. Do you see what schedule. I'm saying? What's the schedule on the app? <laughs> Put <laughs> yeah. him Give out there. I think you can take advantage of the bad teams and jump to that two spot still. I, th- I that's a good point you make right there, TJ. But that's not something you plan out. No, you play, yeah, I agree. You play for the highest seed. You play for the highest seed. That's just my thought. I, I, I,
2: I, I hear you. You got to win some games, but I don't. I don't think having pools in the lineup every day is going to hurt you, bad. I still think you can catch the Mets.
1: We okay. We've done a lot of hypothetical. Let's keep it going with more <laughs> hypothetical, but more for the playoffs now. Okay. So how about this? Is he your everyday DH? in the postseason.
2: Holy
1: cow. Not every day. I think... What? No, not every day. I thought you were just saying I'm, every no, day. No, no, no.
0: I'm rooting for the 700 home runs in the regular season. I am not... I'm rooting for a championship once it's playoff time. And I think that what's gotten us here, as we talked about, is playing the split. And so, if Pools is the best start, then that's what the best start is. But mm. If Dickerson is the best start, or maybe some one of our young guys that we're kind of high about being a DH, maybe that's what we have to do.
2: Hmm... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say my opinion and then I'm going to say what's actually going to happen. What's actually going to happen <laughs> is Pujols is not going to play every day at DH in the postseason because Marmols played the splits, splits. Can't even say the word.
0: Plays the pits. <laughs> there's, been eight, Gorman. there's been eight Norm different starting
2: lineups in the last month, which isn't as much as I actually thought. Yeah, I thought I would there agree. would be more. Interesting. For a team that plays the splits. And I'm talking about like, completely rearranged. Correct. Maybe you have a guy here and there for right. an off day. I'm talking rearranged. You got Pujols hitting sixth. Okay, right, those kind of lineups. Right, it's only happened eight times. So there's been some consistency, although they play this more than it's
1: more than the average. Though, it's oh gotta, yeah. Oh,
2: in today's day of baseball, yeah. baseball, the Dodgers have played like two the whole year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that he's not going to be your everyday DH in the postseason.
1: I would agree. I think that, in, in, my, in my opinion, you play the you play the same way that you played in the regular season. To a large, how do I do this in English? To a larger, certain extent, I guess I'd say a larger extent.
2: You were yeah. gonna say that in a different language. Yeah, what
0: other language were you gonna I say that in? I don't know. I in? just, I didn't know if
1: Let it sounded the fans right. in, dude. I'm sorry,
0: Espanol for our uh, <laughs> fans day Espanol yeah.
1: or favor.
2: See, si. okay.
1: <laughs> I, I think that the only thing that changes <laughs> is if, if in the playoffs, a guy does get really hot, like on both sides of the plate. Maybe it is Albert. Maybe Albert starts raking against righties. Right. Very cool. At that point. It is a little bit of a smaller sample size. I was like, okay, he's hot. You're going to keep him in the lineup. You're not going to pull him, right? Right. Um, So I'm okay with that. In the same way, I'd be okay if, you know, you found a spot in the outfield for Corey Dickerson if he's absolutely raking the ball, or a Lars Newport. You know, whoever it may be, would you agree? That makes sense to me. Okay, last question about Albert. If he doesn't reach 700, does he come back next year?
2: You have some bombs today. (laughs) Starting off season two, right? Good night. I... I think he is
0: he's milking every last bit of youth he's got left I think he's done after this season no matter what
2: I think he's coming back baby oh I think he's back 698 ain't no way my heart says
1: yes my brain says no I think this is it he has said that this is it he's always been a he's always been very a very honest a guy he's always been a very honest guy straight up guy. He says he's not coming back. He's not coming back. so. the, Car- the
0: Cardinals signed him for one year. One year, right? One yeah. year. I think so. They'd have to re-sign him. I don't think you re-sign a forty-three. Well, that's like. what GMs well, are. For, no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: don't get me wrong. If you if you can re-sign him, you re-sign him because he's proven that he is still yeah. has value to add. I just don't think he's going to play again. We're going to want to play another year.
2: Well, Yachty has his basketball team that he's owning down in Puerto Rico, and he's taking off go. time for. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> he can do whatever he wants at this point. I think Albert's back. Him and Wayno come back. Okay, if he doesn't make it to 700.
0: One-third of the trio will come back, in my opinion. Not Albert, not Yachty.
1: One-third. Okay, so you think two-thirds will return, or at least one-third is gone?
0: I think Wayno bueno comes back, Albert and Yachty,
1: they're gone. they go. Last point. The MVPs. Here we go. Yeah. We're here for we've, it. We've touched on this, obviously, plenty throughout season one. We did touch on it plenty. Now going into season two, Nothing has changed. In fact, if anything, they've gotten more dangerous as a duo. Nolan Arnauto, Paul Goldschmidt, 3-4 in your lineup. The other way around, Goldie Arnato has Very been tough. absolutely Are you even a Cardinals fan? Filthy! Yes, I'm a Cardinals fan. Get out of here. <laughs>
0: that hat's you got, fake that you're wearing. You, isn't got, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you got
1: Nato right now batting three hundred, which is higher than his career batting average, right? Just so he's he's he hitting better than he has ever in his career. 28 bombs at this point, 89 ribbies, an OPS at 923 right now. And then you got Goldie who, you know, knock on some wood here, but, like, he's cemented in right now. Can anybody say triple crown?
0: Triple crown. Good Lord, that's insane. Wouldn't that be
1: cool? He's two home runs out from being tied for first. 328 batting average as of now, 34 home runs, 107 runs batted in, and an OPS of 1,029. He has been phenomenal. These two have been the core of your team all season long. They have been the entertainment of your team. Even when the Redbirds, when we were thinking, oh my gosh, this team right now, they were holding it together. They were in the race with the Brewers because of these two right here. And they have been phenomenal all year long. And this this is kind of what we were hoping for when we got these guys. And now we've gotten, it's like... This is fun. This is a lot of fun. TJ? And, and I am
0: guilty of not believing in Goldschmidt from the beginning. I was very, I was very thinking, I was thinking that it was just going to be a streak and it was going to end. And I was so wrong. And I'm sorry. Goldschmidt, if you're listening right now. <laughs> Paul, I'm sorry. If you're out Pauly,
2: there. Paulie, boy.
0: Paulie and Noli, I'm sorry. With your beautiful bald head. I'm sorry. Get over here, you beautiful bald <laughs> head. Kiss it. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> i'm very happy we have them on our team they're a little of the difference at one point between us and the brewers is us having the offensive firepower So it,
2: it's such a weird spot to be in as a cardinals fan when you think of like firepower don't get me wrong cardinals have a rich history in baseball this is a baseball town but when you think of firepower money mvps who do you think of dodgers yankees, yankees mets big angels cities. but they don't win braves braves Think of those those teams. You haven't thought of the Cardinals in the past years. They've done it. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Stop it. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Alvarez. <laughs> Let me throw it back real Gosh, quick for he you. he tore us up. <laughs> Cardinal <laughs> he he killer. Did. Did. But you you genuinely you wouldn't think of the Cardinals of carrying this kind of lineup. And it's been Not awesome. since Albert. No. Not, not, not since, since the Albert, Albert. Yes. holiday. Yep. Yep. What, Berkman was probably the last Berkman. time we saw this deadly duo? Yeah. Right? Guess what we did back then?
0: Uh, can we play some music a little bit?
2: We I will see you tomorrow night. Yeah, and, it, and to think it was David
1: Freeze, not even one of those three. <laughs> I, was say, I
0: think our intro says something about it does. what actually happened.
1: Okay, question. Not what this is Similar to what I have on our outline here, but I'm going to change it up a little bit. The Cardinals this year, compared to past years, I think the biggest difference we could say is they have – um, multiple guys that are adding to the threat. You could say last year it turned into that in, at the end of the year. But before that, remember, it was um, Goldschmidt by himself. Ozuna was there, but he wasn't really performing. The year before when we didn't have Goldschmidt, it was Ozuna kind of by himself who was performing, but we didn't have anyone else. Now the Cardinals with two set-in-stone MVP-caliber players. These guys right now, I believe, are projected to finish first and third in the MVP voting. So, yeah. like, this, literally you have two of the best players in baseball right now. How does that impact a roster, a team, a su- potential success going into the playoffs having two of those caliber players rather than just one?
2: I I, I mean, it, it's a huge impact for the team because, number one, I mean, you have, yes, you have the two hot bats in the lineup. You have also defensively, these two guys defensively, gold glove winners. He's, they're
1: the two best in their position in baseball. Not even close. Nolan Arenado, there's probably a good chance, let's be honest, that he finishes as the best third baseman
2: yes. of all time. There's a very good chance it happens. Yeah, Ethan's, been saying,
0: Ethan's been saying it all some, yeah. all, all year.
2: Yeah, that's, that's yeah. debatable for sure. I, I mean, I think it's awesome. It's great to have. I don't think it's necessary. I'll say that. I don't think it's necessary to have MVP caliber players on your roster in your everyday lineup. Look at Tampa. Yep. They've proven that. Holy Toledo, they've proven that. <laughs> Every single year I've said they're not going to make the playoffs. Where's Billy Bean at? <laughs> Sitting Shoot. in a little chair somewhere on a beach.
0: I'll say the other pro of having two <laughs> – <laughs> The other pro of having two possible MVP candidates is if one chokes, the other one has your back. And so if you have one MVP on your team, the entire team focuses on it. All the news media and headlines and stuff go right on it. I feel like there's a less likely chance that we have a meltdown in the playoffs because we have two solid guys and not just one.
2: Well, also what it does is it gives your young guys like O'Neal, Carlson. Carlson's been abysmal the last couple of weeks. He has. But you know what? You have the space to do that. Let him get a few days off. That's fine. Get, give him some rest. He's a young guy. He can come back in the lineup and, and rank for us. I mean, at one point, he's your number two guy in the lineup. And so what it does is it, it you're right, it releases some pressure off the other guys. O'Neal, he has not been the same O'Neill this year that we saw last year. I mean, it's okay because we've had our, you know, you haven't noticed it as much. Back when we we didn't have these two guys playing MVP caliber, all the pressure was on the young guys to, to perform it and, you know, it still is to an extent, but it it it's not necessary, but it is crucial to, for. A team. I wish
1: we had time to continue talking about this because it'd be interesting to to <clears throat> I guess discuss the impact, like you guys said, it has on other guys specifically. Like Tyler O'Neill hasn't been necessarily great lately, but when you're able to take pressure off of some of these guys by putting them around Goldie Arenado in the lineup, yeah, it releases pressure because. These guys are saying, I don't want to face these dudes with runners on base. Yep. So the one-two spots in the lineup right now have got to be the best, two of the best spots to be batting in baseball right now because they're being pitched to so carefully. Yep. Look at guys like Lars Newbar, right? He's in the top spot. That just makes him altogether that much better, right? Yeah. Guys like Tommy Edmond who have been having success Brendan lately. Donovan. Brendan Donovan. Guys that are being put in those one-two spots are having success right now The averages are looking good. The on-base percentages are looking good. They're taking good at-bats, and a lot of it has to do with how they're being pitched to, Yeah, right? For sure. So, I don't know. It's really interesting to look at how having multiple caliber MVPs has an impact on your lineup altogether. It's a lot of fun. This Redbird team is a lot of fun to watch. Is it 20, 27 games, 28 games left? We'll Uh, call it a soft 30. Soft 30. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This team, I mean, it was it was cool because last year they had the seventeen game win streak. You're like, can this team do it? And this team seems like it's even more special because of the performances you're getting from guys. It's potentially the goodbye for legends of the game that yeah. there's a good chance we'll never see again. We don't. The game has changed. Pitching is not the same anymore. We That's don't right. see guys like Adam Wainwright who top out at ninety miles an hour. You don't. You'll never see a better catcher in the game again mm-hmm. than Yadier Molina with the way he works pitchers and. So many other reasons. And then i you'll probably never see a guy this close to 700 again. No. Probably not. No. So this this Cardinals team, what they have going on, and then on top of the fact that they had the hottest month in baseball in August, it's probably it, the it's, best
2: right-handed hitter in, in, ever in baseball.
1: Yes, I would completely agree. Yeah. I would completely agree. And, and when you tally up all these things happening, and then you say, oh, they're winning and they're red hot too, and the pitching's working too, it's 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 lining up for Ooh, potentially historic, historic uh, a historic finish, mm. so I you know you don't want to throw things out there say oh we're gonna win the World Series but things are working really well right now for the Redbirds at the right time yeah we're it'll about be fun it. to watch we're about it it'll be very fun to watch so fun to watch guys holy moly it was uh it was a lot of fun getting back in here and getting back to it
2: nice to be back gentlemen for sure
1: a lot of stuff Do going we? on in season two
0: so yeah season two we made some updates uh, as far as where we. Where we send our platform and where we send our podcast to.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we are—we've been on Spotify for season one. Well, this season we are jumping on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Holy so moly! So you can find us in two places now. Pretty pumped about it. The loot, the new logo. Fresh new look, pretty yeah. lucky. Got some merch that we're looking, coming out that we're looking at on my new Loose Sports yeah. Talk shirt. Yeah, it's phenomenal, guys. Right. Check
1: out, go to the socials, Twitter and Instagram at loose Sports Talk underscore, um, where you can uh, check us out, getting some information on us. We've been um, really active on social media lately. We want to continue yeah. that for season two, and then as well, the order form for our shirts is on there. Sixteen bucks for this for this beauty. It's clean, easy Th- money, good quality. Good quality fabric. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you hear he him? In,
0: can you hear him enjoying the fabric from the? Can you hear it? It's
1: a really comfy shirt. It's really nice. It yes. Really yeah. So really excited. Really excited. Yeah, for this upcoming season, it's going to be good. Brandon is muted. <laughs> I'll unmute him. Gosh now. dang it, Ethan! I'm sorry. The show isn't over yet. <laughs> it's completely like blanked out there. Yeah. For good three grief. Seconds.
2: All right. Well, anyways, I was going to say, <laughs> be on the lookout. We're we're looking to have some writers on for season two more to come on that so excited to get some professional looks on things yes pretty excited for those interviews
1: good stuff all right guys that's a wrap peace peace